This is a Player One podcast. Player One is a radio show about gaming that airs every Friday from 6 to 8pm on Sin Nation, a digital radio station in Melbourne, Australia. You can also stream Player One at syn.org.au. And to find out more about Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One. Enjoy the podcast. Lou Rascals is a brand spanking new arcade isometric roguelike, packing a hefty handful of charisma and agonizingly difficult gameplay that breaks your heart at times, and at other times it makes you want to hug your mother and cry in relief. Yes, I beat it. You can't beat me, Lou Rascals. I'm a big boy. The team responsible for this terrifically punishing yet charmingly fun game is Holoponds. Released on the 8th of March, Loot Rascals brings with it a small bundle of big surprises. The game really throws you amongst its rascal-filled world as the player is immediately introduced to our unlikely hero slash heroine and our even unlikelier AI United Kingdom teapot companion. The opening cinematic shows our saviour floating on by in his slash her trusty spaceship that we seem to hang out from, like a baby in that weird-ass walking cradle thing. Being neither a baby nor a parent, I don't know what they're called. I'm a reviewer, not a child person. At any rate, our unlikely AI UK teapot companion appears before us and tells us of our mission, to rescue the Big Barry. The Big Barry in question is a terraforming robot that was sent into the stars to prepare a space camp for everyone. Not a space military camp. No, a camp more akin to Camp Firewood from the cult classic Wet Hot American Summer. However... Something goes horribly wrong for our hero when you are sent crashing into a moon that contains the Big Barry, and you quickly discover that a massive, vaginally-shaped malevolent force has taken the Barry's head, and you must save it. And escape. Oh, and help the people on camp. And stay alive. Now, along with the remarkably odd story, the songs the squires will sing about this hero's quest will certainly be as eccentric as the tale they derive said songs from. The gameplay only adds to this adventure's outlandish nature, Regulatory standards for this civilization's military is one to behold, because the arms they have their soldiers wield are strictly an array of cards and a yellow jumpsuit. It certainly replaces practicality with a sense of comedy, but your enemies aren't laughing in loot rascals. No, no, they wouldn't have the time. They're far too busy scrubbing your face skin from their teeth with their surely cumbersome alien toothbrushes. You must fight your fiendish foe with your one true weapon. Cards. Yes, this game would be similar to Geralt of Rivia racing into battle with his trusty Gwent cards at the ready. You utilise both attack and defence cards and they do exactly what you may believe them to do. They affect either your attack or defence. Cards are collected through the act of beating the life out of the obscure and always aggressive monsters, or rascals if you will, that you encounter along your noble venture. Each card represents an item, for instance, one defense card you will come across initially are shorts, and a very common attack card are balls, to name a few. You'll quickly have stuffed the pockets of your yellow suit and need to decompile the ones that aren't of much use to your now well-equipped, self-anointed protector of the people. I prefer to imagine my character is just a disgruntled camp counselor who's sick of all the teenage hormones and bullshit wafting about campground. By decompiling your useless equipment, you will receive coins. These coins will serve you greatly on the battlefield. If you return to your base, you may replenish all of your HP that has been taken away by the vile beasts in the big bad world with a certain amount of coins. The catch is, however, that every time you heal yourself using the machine, the price itself doubles. You can understand the sure frustration of being on one heart and needing only a single coin, as you can only get them from destroying cards, which will lead you to decompiling a card you needed, 
just to ensure you're back fighting at full strength. Now, the card system isn't the only thing one needs to worry about in the land of rascally lootables. Far from it indeed. The movement system is a very interesting thing. The ground is divided up into thousands of hexagons, much like a civilization game. And in moving from one hexagon to another, you spend one move. Now, upon first impression, a metric such as a move sounds fairly innocuous. Or at least, that's what I believed at first. Moves deduct from two counters. The day and night cycle and when the bosses and parasites come. The day and night is crucial to how one plays looty tooty rooty rapscallions, as some monsters will attack you first during the day, which means you get to strike them first if it's night time, or vice versa. This means that you have to choose when to attack and who to attack. You want to go for a monster that is defending, attacking second. But if you go into the hexagon as the day slash night cycle changes, they will change too and attack you before you can. It's cute, but by God is it stressful at times. And that's really what Root Laskels is. It's a game of strategy, decision making and stress. But whilst it may shit one to tears, you may admire it at the same time for its pure ingenuity. Picture a world where your only certainties are a deck of cards, a loosely fastened on space helmet and the tears drying on your cheeks. This is Loot Rascals. This is pain, and this is fun, and by God, there is lots of it to be had. This has been a Player One podcast. To check out more Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One.